Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Welcome to episode 139, The Painful Side of Self-Development. In this episode, Tony and I talk all about the internal and outer struggles that you can face when you're truly doing that inner work. We hope you enjoy the show. Ooh, before you listen, I want to let you know, I am offering a live business course. This has never happened before. We have all of my students that are in Unlock Your Psychic Medium online business, anyone that's joined there or continues to join, you can show up live with us February 22nd to March 22nd on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us by going to lindsaymarino.com and click on the course button and you'll see Unlock Your Psychic Medium online business. I'm so excited about this. We have over 80 psychic mediums and healers already in the course. The other thing that I'm opening up again is Mediumship Mastery Circle. It's a membership specifically for mediums and I only open the door a few times each year. So go to lindsaymarino.com and you can find more info about that too. Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Today's episode is all about the painful side of self-development. And we know that really well, don't we? We do. So let's just act like you're planting a garden. There are weeds in the garden and you just keep on ignoring them. And you just keep on focusing on the flowers because that's what you're doing, right? Positive, positive, positive. The flowers are going to grow. But here's the thing. Eventually, you're going to have to give the weeds some time and energy and attention to get them out of your garden. You'll understand more what this means throughout this podcast episode. Yep. And it reminds me of at the very beginning of getting into the law of attraction for me. It was in probably 2006, 2007 time period. And my mom called me and she's like, you have to listen to this thing that was on Oprah. She's the one that told me about the secret. And thank I got you, Debbie. The, yeah, thanks, Debbie. Your name's always brought up. I wonder if she's listening to this episode. Probably. Um, so I got the book, and I was obsessed with it. And at the time, I told Nick about it, and he got into it, and we got a little crazy about it because we wanted to tell everyone about the secret. And it pushed some people off. Like, okay, this sounds crazy. You can find a parking spot by just thinking with the law of attraction. And I know later when Tony and I met, you had the same situation come up for you with the law of attraction. Yes, I did because I took it as a lot of people take it to where you just focus on the positive. You focus, 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 and that's what you do, right? Most of the time you want to be positive, or actually all the time as much as possible, but you can't ignore the feelings that you're having. So it's like you hear these affirmations where it's like, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, but you feel like shit. Eventually, you have to own that part of yourself that feels like that. Exactly. And I think one of the things that comes up with the law of attraction, I I think it's an amazing thing. I truly believe in it. And I've had some interesting experiences with the law of attraction and getting some answers through even visitations. And one day I'll go into that. But the interesting thing is, is there's a fear behind not saying the positive affirmations or fear of going through negative emotions because you think that you're going to bring on more of that and that's just not true and for me it wasn't until i had the wake-up call by reading anita morjani's book dying to be me where she talks about 
the power of her near-death experience and how when she was trying to be positive for everyone else and trying to be the certain person of you know being hopeful and all these different things she was doing and kind of pushing away her fears and, and feelings it caused her more pain by not going through the, the feelings and she saw that when she reached that heavenly realm and it really was eye-opening for me i i got rid of that fear of trying to be positive when i really just needed to be real with my feelings exactly and that book is called dying to be me right and being you is being authentically you being the real you and i understand that this takes time to fully grasp. We all go through these different stages. So this isn't about like shaming people for doing this. It's just a wake up call. That's why we create this podcast to share our insights. And what we woke up to is, yeah, you wanna have vision boards. You want to have your goal cards. You wanna focus on that grand vision of what you're going towards. And you wanna put a lot of time and energy into that. But to where a lot of the transformations will happen, especially I'm a coach, so on my one-on-one calls, most of those transformations happen by diving deep into the people's deepest pains because they end up sharing something with me that they've never told another living soul. And if they did, they've never been heard that deeply on that deep a level. And there's healing just in that. It is, there is, and I've seen it happen before my eyes when I've watched it. I always tell Tony that, you know, it takes a certain type of person to be a coach like that. Because for me, you know how I am. Sometimes I get to the place where I'm like, oh my God, I can I can see intuitively where you're going, but I wanna speed up the process. And Tony has this patience when it comes to working with clients. And I've seen it happen where there's transformation. It actually ends up benefiting people in the end by going, moving slowly because then it's sped up and there's a quantum shift that takes place. But um, that's one of the pain sides for me. The pain size, side is doing the self-development yourself and then seeing in other people that they could be further than maybe where they're at. Right. So I've tried to, got myself in some trouble by saying, well, you could do it like this or you should do it like that. and don't worry about this right now, it's going to get better and trying to kind of plug in what it's going to look like in the future rather than listening to the, the feelings in that moment, you know? Exactly. So it's something that comes up with self-development. When you're doing all this work and you're seeing people around you suffering, you want to help them. Right, you want to be, and especially a lot of you are very intuitive on this, so you can intuitively see, like Lindsay was saying, somebody like five, six, seven steps ahead of where they're, where they're at. But the thing is, just like in elementary, first grade, second grade, third grade, you can't always rush from kindergarten to sixth grade, right? There's a process that you have to go through and each person is on their own individual path and that's for you to decide. And we're challenging you here to be real with yourself, to ask yourself, what are my deepest pains? And be honest about that and ask yourself, did I give myself enough time to move through that energy, to move through those emotions? One thing you could do is you could journal it out. You could hire a coach. You could do a lot of different things to move that energy. I always compare it to a dirty river. So if you got a, a river that, say there's been oil dumped in it and, and different things that kill all the life in it. Well, what we know about rivers is that as long as the water keeps flowing and you stop putting in that negativity, that, that uh, stuff that's actually killing the life, 
and you allow that water to continue to flow, eventually that river will become healthy again and everything in that river will become alive again. The same goes with you, but you have to do things that allow your energy to move like that water is moving. I, I love that example because you could visually see it in your mind too. And it reminds me of a few situations for me, even coming out as a medium when I first came out of, as a medium. And then also this year, I had a really difficult experience come up this year. But when I first came out as a medium, I was doing all this behind the scenes work. I was in deep grief with Nick, hardly getting out of bed, just going to teach third grade. And then I would come back, read books, you know, watch different things um, and journal and really go inward. I'd go to crystal bowl meditation. I'd go to butterfly gardens, do all these things alone because I needed to recharge. And I think that's important when you start really spending time with yourself, even in pain, sometimes there's so much gold in that, that you can't get from being in a crowded space with a lot of people. And people were trying to push me out of that develop out of that pain when I was in the middle of it. They felt very uncomfortable with me grieving, and I'm putting this in quotes, grieving too long. They didn't know what to do with that. Exactly. And you're making a good point that you're the only one that knows, but you have to be honest with yourself about that. And the other point is that is the other side of personal development. As you're moving and you're living on your edge and you're pushing your boundaries, for example, when I left teaching, actually, let's go back before I started teaching, I was a nervous wreck. I share that story a lot on these podcast episodes because it just goes to the point that I never wanted to be the person that's the center of attention. Like, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm here. This is actually more challenging for me, me than too. my original nature. And I find, don't you find that a lot yes. with people that are out in the public eye? They're not doing it to go get that, that fix, right? That high of helping somebody, right? Sometimes we fall into that trap, but that's a trap too, right? The helper, the person that's going around trying to help everybody all the time to get that high because they found this stuff that works for them, so now they're attached to go and help other people. That's that's another part of the pain. But going back to when I first started teaching, I was so scared. I can remember the first day that I went into um, the school that I first taught at as a full-time teacher, I was shaking in my car. I literally had anxiety running through my whole body. I walked into the school and one of the nurses walked up to me and she's like, uh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. Like she wasn't thinking I was sick, but it was just a natural conversation. We were just talking because I was talking to a few people and she was just like, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I think I might've uh, told her too. I was nervous, but that's the thing, right? When you're, when you're living on your edge and you're, you're pushing yourself like that, like now that I'm doing my, uh, coaching full time and doing my own business, um, back in 2017, when I started that, Oh my God, I started to have pain in my body. I started to have back pain in my body and I didn't understand what was going on. So a lot of times what will happen is your emotions, if you suppress them like I was doing obviously in 2017, they will start to manifest in your body as physical pain. So, and it's your body's, it's your, it's your soul's way to let you know like, hey look, there's something you're not dealing with here. And I learned that from the book called Healing Back Pain after six months of paying chiropractors and trying to figure out my back. I had my brother-in-law, Jimmy, say, hey, no, you gotta read this book. And I started to read this book about this back doctor. He was a back doctor for 50 years and he realized that 99% of the pain in the body is suppressed emotion. So that's another sign that you're not being true to yourself and owning that negative side of yourself. Yes, 
Yes, and that's something that's so huge. And we, I think we have an episode, right, where we cover that book. I think fully, yes. I yes. think, I just can't think of the name of it right now. If we think of it, we'll have to put it in the comments. Um, but one of the things that, when you just brought that up, that side of being a teacher and coming out that way, for me, when I was coming out as a medium, I was petrified. Because this is a girl that was hardly getting up out of bed. And when she was getting out of bed, she was walking around, you know, being the third grade teacher. And I remember one time one of the, the teachers saying to me, um, as she saw me walking in the hallway, she said, welcome back. And I was like, wait a second, what does she mean by that? Like, I've been back, but I really wasn't present. She must have seen me smile or do something else where I came out of the fog. But um, when I was going through the, just the emotions of life, people saw me miserable and grieving and upset and, you know, depressed and... I lost all this weight. I can't even tell you how skinny I was. You, I mean, pictures show it. Um, but I was just getting up out of bed to get through things. And then all of a sudden, they see me posting online. Like I'm, you know, all of a sudden I have a radio show. And they're like, wait, how did this all of a sudden happen? What, she's knocked out of grief? And I wasn't knocked out of grief. I was just doing all this inner work behind the scenes for four years. And that's the thing. People, when you're doing the self-development work, the majority of the time, if you're getting results, you're doing it alone, most of the time. Like you may have a coach, but it's not like you're gonna do it out in the open the whole time. Exactly, you know, right. In, in the vision of, of people, in the eyes of people. So when people started first seeing me come out, first of all, I hid behind the yellow flower that I always talk about on this episode, where I had a, a yellow flower on my profile picture and my name was Love Energy. So all my friends knew who I was, but anyone knew that was coming in, they didn't know, you know, my name's Lindsay. So it was safe, I'm putting in quotes, safer for me to come out as someone else. And I started slowly putting out positive quotes like gratitude equals magnitude, that kind of thing. And then later put out the mediumship. But it wasn't until I came out and changed my picture to me that I started to feel this internal struggle and resistance, like I wanted to go back into my turtle shell. And you were there for all of that. You I've know watched what I watched all of that. I remember this like it was yesterday. And he was my coach. And there were times where I just wanted to stop putting myself out there. Like Tony and I both are people that are more, I would say private. Like I don't know how else to say it. So us putting out the podcast and sharing stories, that's very vulnerable for us. We're not doing this for us. We're doing it because we know that there's a bigger purpose to the message that's coming out from us. And everyone should be doing something that that's sharing. Um, but that's something that we followed. Exactly. And it reminds me, on my walk this morning, I was listening to Ram Das, and he talked about that. He talked about how he's talking to the crowd because he's doing a speech. And he was saying, look, I get way more satisfaction from meditating six hours a day from the universal source than I would ever even get from trying to help one of you. And he's making a point that he's not out here to go and get his fix by helping other people because there's pain on that, right? So there, there's a lot of people who are on stages like Ram Dass, like myself, like Lindsay, that are out in the public eye that are actually more introverted. They would rather go meditate. And like Lindsay's alluding to, there's a lot of pain and putting yourself out of here because you start to get this internal resistance within you you start to get resistance from people from that's in your life and it creates all this frustration sometimes anger sometimes sadness tears 
all these different things and you're thinking like, why would somebody put themselves through this? And it goes back to what Lindsay's saying. It's because it's part of a bigger purpose because you go and do your work. You go and meditate for six hours or you, you read books for um, five hours a day, whatever your process is for personal development, you'll start to get all these insights, all this energy coming to you. You'll start to tap into universal source like a lot of you are doing. And immediately your first reaction will be like, who can I help with this, right? At the beginning, I'm, I wanna go yeah. fix somebody's problems, I wanna go share this. But then over time you realize that not everybody's open to that and you also realize there's a lot of pain in that too. And then you also realize over time that that's actually an addiction too and an attachment that you're attached to fixing and helping other people. Trust me, I've been there before a lot of times. Sometimes I'll fall back into that trap but I'm aware of it now and I catch myself. So that's what I'm challenging you to do to yeah. bring this awareness to your day to day and just catch yourself anytime you go trying to fix somebody from that attachment space and you'll know it, it'll be a heavier energy than the opposite to where you're just light and you're like, hey, this is what it is. I'm not attached if you use it or not. Here it is, it's up to you. It's in your um, court now. Exactly, and when I used to fall into the trap more regularly, because now I'm more aware of it, like, okay, came up, <laughs> but like you're saying, but you will literally feel drained or resentful if they don't take your advice. I remember spending hours on the phone with a friend, same old thing, same same man issue, and, um, and she'd always ask for advice, and I'd give her the advice, this was years ago, and she would never take it, and she was with the same person for like, seven years and it was so frustrating to me that I spent my time and energy giving it to her but at the same time it was my fault for continuing that pattern so it was my pattern too it wasn't just her pattern so I think recognizing the patterns in our lives is so important and it's very difficult especially if you're doing things in the public when you're putting yourself out there there's so much pain that goes into that being empathic and sensing everyone's energy when you don't want to, there's times that that can come up and you can be affected by it if you let it happen to you. And there's been times where I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. I don't wanna put myself out there on the line. I don't wanna put my story out there. And then I get that message from someone, a client or a stranger that I've never met saying, when you shared this story, this changed my life and I felt I didn't feel alone. And I start thinking about the power behind everyone's story and how important that is to share. It is, exactly. And the thing is too, even if you're you're going and you're helping somebody with that attachment energy, right? Even if you do help them, you're unconsciously not helping them because over time, you're what you're doing is you're letting them know like, hey look, you need something on the outside to hold your hand so that way you can do this. Because the thing is, if you're really, really trying to help somebody, you want to develop that person in a way to where you're like, hey, here you are, here it goes. That way they can go out and experiment on their own and develop self-reliance. Because if they don't develop that self-reliance, they're always gonna be dependent on people all around them. Mm -hmm. That's true. So I know that there's a lot of information in this one episode, but one of the things is, is we would love to hear from you any kind of resistance you felt, internal resistance while you were doing self-development outside resistance from you know people closest to you because that's where it usually comes from at the very beginning it's usually the strangers that are supportive it's the people that are close to you that say why don't change stay the way that you are where did this come from 
And that's You think you're better than everybody. Exactly. That's the kind of thing that you will deal with. And it is not fun. And we've done some research with people that have, whatever, they've been big time speakers, authors, whatever it may be, and they've all experienced the same thing. So it will come up. And if it hasn't come up for you, then keep on moving up because it's going to come up. You know, it's naturally going to happen. So, um, but you got to keep on moving and that's, that's the hard part sometimes, but then once you get locked in and you stay focused on the vision of why you're doing what you're doing, that's when everything shifts. So it's a beautiful thing when that happens. So share with us in the comments, anything that you've had that were insights for us from this podcast or insights in your own life. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.